Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. And Garrett Price. How's it going? It's going swell as we slowly inch through February here. We got, you know, the Senior Bowl just completed. We're Ooh, starting nice. to get a little bit closer to mm-hmm. NFL Combine. And once we then NFL Combine starts, we start talking these rookie analysis and really break them down. I'm really excited about that. A lot to talk about. Lots. A lot of quarterbacks, a boatload of tight ends. Like, if you have second and third round picks, you're going to be very, very happy in tight yeah. end premium leagues. And not even in tight end premium leagues, if you're in a regular league, because who doesn't need a good tight end? Everybody does. Me, my wife. Um, we all need them. So it's a good time to play playing dynasty. You and your wife. Oh yeah. Well, we we're always playing dynasty. <laughs> it's kind of like we started our own dynasty back about 15 years ago. I, and I it's understand. still going strong. Still it's a good going, league. Yeah. You're a good league. Yeah. yeah. Drafted a couple kids. No, one, no one's dropped out. No one's dropped out. It's all Not good. Yeah. Luckily. Yeah. <laughs> all the original members are still there. Dude, every time I try to offer these trades for the Josh Allens and Pat Mahomes out there, I keep getting rejected. <laughs> Because I got Tom Brady. The there you go. Look at you hope, pulling it back li- together. I hope this is the one podcast out of a thousand she listens to. Hey, babe. Somebody send it to her. <laughs> Tagged at, oh, what's your Twitter? <laughs> at Ashley Dotson. Now you just ruined it by not knowing what her I don't know. She, she comments on my Twitter comments sometimes. Sometimes she's like, you're not funny. And I'm like, all right. Thanks, that's fair. babe. That, that's just an opinion. <laughs> and your opinion sucks, <laughs> Tom Brady. Um, <laughs> So today we're talking AFC buys. Hold right? on, hold on. Tom Brady. We forgot to mention that he retired. He gone. He retired last year. <laughs> okay. He retired again. But he also accidentally played this whole year. I mean, kind of. Kind of. I mean, he wasn't great. Right. But, I mean, he played. But yeah, he's, he's gone. Uh, what a good draft pick that would be. I mean, that's what's great. I mean, how long did Tom Brady play for? 24 years? I don't know if it was quite that long. I think 21. It was a lot. Say 20 years. Like this was the beauty of dynasty. Like I always talked about, like how I had I had Drew Brees on my roster mm-hmm. for what sixteen years. He was on my team, um, you know, for his whole career. I had Ladane Thompson his entire career, Reggie Wayne his entire career. Uh, like to have Tom Brady, if you start to have any player, say you drafted Pat Mahomes his rookie year, and you have Pat Mahomes for twenty years. God, that's what like makes dynasty great. It you does. Know I mean? Like that absolutely. And like how and how those and not just like it changes your rooting interests even. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I have. You guys see my yeah. room out there. I have Drew Brees autographed helmets. I have Ladane Tomlinson authentic autographed helmets. Like my love for these players is mostly because I literally followed their career from their collegiate level to the end, like their entire hall till they're in the hall of fame. Uh, that's how far I follow from. And that's, what's great about it. Like it just, it grows the game of football for you. It grows outside of the teams that you love. It makes it more of a, a player based game for you outside of your flavored team. Um, flavored. flavored. Yeah. yeah. I like this lemonade. Is a cherry team. <laughs> mm. So it's just it's just that longevity of it and and the passion that you have for that player and what you appreciate throughout his entire career. It's it's fun. It makes it that much more fun. Yeah, I mean Tom Brady came in the league, Michigan guy. That was like right out of when I was out of Ohio State, basically. So I I didn't have a lot of love for that guy when he first came into the league. Obviously, over time. That, that, that kind of stuff wears off. I mean, after 20 something years, you're like, you just have to respect the guy. He's done a, you know, he's, he's one of the best quarterbacks ever, but from a dynasty standpoint, he was on like the same team in our league for probably 10 years, but then he started moving, you know, he was this As guy that older, was older yeah. that he would just bounce from championship team to championship team. I think I paid a couple of seconds for him at one point, And then I, you know, I won a few championships. I, I shipped him off. I got a couple of seconds back. So these are the type of players that like, they just hold value as well to these championship quality teams. And you, you'll see them start to kind of float around. If they get off the original person's roster, that's when they're kind of, Guns, they get for, real slutty, guns for right? hire type yeah. of guys. They start and moving it, around yeah. in the league. Everyone I, will get a piece I don't of know that. If, I don't know if they do this yet, but prize picks should do over-unders on how long someone's career will be. Who? That would be an interesting that, that long-term. Would, that would be. Dude, it's funny. You, I thought about like that. I was like, dude, what if you had like a site that you like – you bet on that person, like it's a stack of them becoming a Hall of Famer, right? Like you said, hey, Hall I, of Famer I, bust. I was trying to think of it. Yeah, it's like Hall of Famer bust. And like the earlier you get on, the bigger the reward it pays out, right? Like it costs X amount to buy in, 
But like every year they're playing, the more their stats go up and down, kind of like a stock yeah, market. Sure. But they have like the game is. I literally was thinking about this the other day. Like I'm always trying to think of new games for Dynasty. It's like yeah. hall, I love the name Hall of Famer Bust. Right there like, you go. So instead of H O F, H O B, um, H O F O B, H O F O B. This isn't the alphabet game. But same thing. It's all of bust. It's like okay, like if you buy in Tom Brady now, it pays negative one. <laughs> right, sure. Yeah, right. Those lines, they, you won't make much money. But speaking of prize picks, though, uh, we're still talking about them. They're still doing incredible, incredible things. And we're doing incredible things with this incredible site. That's right. This week for the Super Bowl, three people. Not, not one, not two, but three. Three people will win $1,000 in their account on prize picks. That's right. $1,000. All you got to do. Is you got to make a lineup. We're gonna we're gonna factor in the Super Bowl here because that's what's best. But it doesn't have to be football. They have a free they have a free pick this week. They do. They Super have Bowl. a free square. So you're automatically getting one. It's Patrick Mahomes half a yard. Will he get half a yard now? Passing, passing yard. That's correct. Now, you know he could get sacked on the first play and be done. Be done. So I mean, I guess there's some risk, but I'll take that bet. I'll take the bet I that he gets half well. a yard. Uh, that's what you can do. But you don't have to just do just football. You could get on there. You could say, I want to pair it with, will Kyrie Irving now on the Dallas Mavericks get over 25 and a half points in his first game? Will LeBron James be the all-time NBA scorer? I did place some some wagers on that tonight. To will, will he cross the threshold this evening or not? LBJ. Just saying, Send just saying some wages on there. Can so, you help out Garrett one more time? Please, Braun. <laughs> never 16, asked you for anything. 2016, one of the best days of my life. I'm sorry day. for giving away your shoes back in 2012 or whatever it was. <laughs> uh, but go head over to prize picks. Then go to our Twitter page. Post a screenshot of you making a wager. Then... As long as you use promo code NERDS, you have to use promo code NERDS. As long as you did that at one point, then you're good. Yeah. So if you need to sign up at Prize Picks right now, use the promo code NERDS, and you all you got to do is post your screenshot. I get you put ten dollars in there. Yeah. And post a screenshot of your bet, and if you have a chance to get in the giveaway of winning one thousand dollars, we gave away five hundred dollars last week. We gave three people three hundred dollars the week before, and four hundred dollars the week before that. So. Big, uh, big climax here towards yes, the end absolutely. Uh, with prize picks. So it was a good football season. We decided to give away uh, a lot of money for the Super Bowl. It's $3,000. Get down there, check out our Twitter, and you're going to be very happy. Now, you guys want to talk about some AFC buys? Yes, no, sir. I want to talk some NFC buys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dang it. Garrett will I probably I already do messed up a- the conference last year. <laughs> He'll probably slip in an AFC on, on the nerd today. show. <laughs> doing AFC, and he's over there talking NFC guys. Uh, Terry yeah. McLaren. Yeah, Terry McLaurin, which was a good sell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Just yeah. yeah. We, we explained it. If you're a nerd member, you'll, you'll get that episode. So, <laughs> you know, when you talk buys and you talk sells, sometimes it's easier to talk buys this time of year because sells – you know, the best time to sell is in season, right? Like it's, people are talking like, oh, it's a sell, it's a sell. By the time the year wraps up and we're sitting here, everybody's a year older. They're going to be nine months older when the season starts. It, it's easy to sit here and say, oh, sell this running back. Well, yeah, everybody's going to say sell this. You know, Dalvin Cook, Zeke Elliott, all the old guys. Yeah, of course sure. there's sells in Dynasty sure, Fantasy absolutely. Football. You know, I mean, you can make a case to sell anybody mm-hmm. that's over the age of 26 years old, 27 years old in Dynasty but buy windows are different, right? Because that window is open a little bit longer. You know, the best time to sell a running back is when? In season. Right in when season. John Doe's running back mm-hmm. goes down. Right before those playoffs, man. That's the, that's where you really maximize them. That's right. Key max. I mean, I mm-hmm. paid a first and second for Dalvin Cook. I was going for a title. Right. Thanks, second place. Whoops. Could have done better, Dalvin. <laughs> Could have done better, Rich. I believed in you. <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins, why you got hurt your knee? Oh, man, that was a bummer. Yeah, it was a bummer. Things but. happen. So let's talk about some buys here. So uh, I think we got some good ones to talk about. We do. You guys want me to go first? Yeah, sure. Want, Why not? Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> that guy talks too much. Well, not yes. sorry. Sorry, not even sorry. Well, I says the same thing. Love you, Tom Brady. <laughs> All right. I'm going to start calling your wife, Tom, and she's going to look at me so confused. <laughs> hey, Tom. <laughs> What did Rich do now? <laughs> it's like TV 12. Calm down. End up like Giselle. Uh-oh. <laughs> Threats. 
get you nowhere. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not making three. Hi, Tom. Loved your underwear ad. Ooh, that looks nice. That would be awkward. I don't think she wants that either. Long she'd like hearing that. So my first buy of the week is Isaiah Hodgins yeah. for the New York Giants, and. This is a player right now that in Dynasty, you're not paying much for him. Like he's going for 24 seconds. He's a throw-in player. Uh, come draft day, there'll probably be somebody there at the top of the third that somebody's going to really like that you can get Isaiah Hodgins for. And yes, Isaiah Hodgins is a risk uh, buy-in, but so is anybody. Like anybody's a risk at any time. So what I like about Isaiah Hodgins here is, you know, from week, he, he didn't even start joining the team until week 10 is when he came over, when he got cut from the Buffalo Bills. He got brought up because um, uh, a couple players got hurt for the Bills. Then they traded for Naeem Hines. So he came off and they cut him. Yep. The Giants bring him in. So from week 10 through week 17, because he didn't play week 18, his games with the Giants, he was wide receiver 21 overall in PPR formats. He had a total of eight catches for 101 yards, though, and zero touchdowns in his first three games because he wasn't even a starter at that point. Right. He was sitting behind like Darius Slayton, Richie James there. Um, so he didn't do a whole lot for those first three games. Yep. But after that, he was wide receiver 13 overall for the final five games, averaging 15.2 points per game and scored a touchdown in four out of five games uh, in that stretch. And in this playoff game, his first playoff game, Eight catches, 105 yards, and one touchdown. So what do these stats mean? The stats mean that he's a really good rapport with Daniel Jones. That showed. And what's nice is what's good for him to come in is, you know, Brian Dable was the offensive coordinator for the Bills, so he already had a good foundation on that system there. So when he came in, he kind of had a good grasper. He knew, I know he was quoted saying, like, you know, I felt really good going in there. Brian Dable believed in me. I signed with the team. He's FaceTiming me. He's talking to me. And I, I just felt I had to get better. And I just clicked with Daniel Jones. And on top of that, everybody there is a free agent. Everybody. It's, Kenny Galladay is going to be a post-June 1st cut. He's gone. That yep. money's long yep. gone. Yep. Yep. Everybody else is a free agent. Sterling Shepard, gone, right? Gone. Yep. Darius Slayton, gone. Slayton. Richard yep. James, free agent, gone. Isaiah Hodgins, however, is a restricted free agent, which means the Giants can retain him um, for a one-year deal, and it's only for eight hundred seventy thousand dollars. So I, to I, me, I looked on spot right, and I think he, I think he's got one more year until he's an um, exclusive right free agent, according to spot. He's, he's an exclusive rights free agent. Okay, yes. and those those are like the easiest to retain. It mm-hmm. basically just gives you, you know, do you want him? Yes or no? It, yeah. Exactly, yeah. right of first refusal, basically. And it might re- give him even a longer term deal because they right. need somebody here. He had a really good uh, year for them. So right now it's such a cheap salary with a really good report. The fact they're going to pay Saquon Barkley, they're going to pay uh, Daniel Jones. Like this is right up their alley what they're going to need. And who's going to compete with is Wandale, Wandale Robinson. And I like Wandale Robinson. I was a big fan of his, uh, uh, his tape. I like Wandale Robinson way more than these two guys who are Calvin Austin guys. And I was Wandale Robinson guy. So we'll, we'll see how this one works out. It's not like I, Wondell, I still had Wandale Robinson over. No, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. False. Fake news. Fake news. I'm I a, definitely had Calvin Austin above him. I was going to say, yeah. I didn't. I'll check my nerd scores. We can see for sure. Okay. Cause I, I remember I was like, dude, I like Wandale Robinson, but I, like, I was like, he, I was like, he's like Calvin Austin, but better. That's what I remember saying in the podcast. Yeah. I was like, yeah. why do they, they don't like Wandale more? But anyways, Calvin Austin was injured last year. Never got a chance to play. Will so was Wandale Robinson. Towards ACL. See. We can love Will. him. ACL. Tor. Will. See. It could break your heart. It could break your knee. <laughs> um, so he's an extended. This is this is a guy who came in and just really tore it up. And what's nice is he offers like he's a complete opposite of Wando right. Robinson, right? right. Wando Robinson, five foot eight, one hundred eighty five pounds, super fast, super quick. Hodgins is more that big physical presence. He, he six did foot four, exactly what he did at Oregon State, yeah. right? Like the six foot four, two hundred ten pound red zone threat, and it showed with all those touchdowns there that he scored. So and I know they have Daniel Bellinger as well, could be a, a red zone threat, but this is what he gets with Hodgins is you get a really good upside. Will he be wide receiver 13 next year? That's not what I'm saying, but he has a really good chance to come in here. I expect the giants to possibly sign somebody, if not draft somebody, mm-hmm. but even though they draft somebody, I think they will too. That, that, that rapport he already has with Daniel Jones. There's a very good chance. You could trade for the number one receiver on the giants today for a third round, a pick. third round draft pick. And that's not out of the question. I, I'm I'm with you there. I, I was looking to the same thing. I actually started doing research, and I had I came up with all the same numbers that you did um, on Isaiah be- Hodgins Hodgins before you called him and said, "Hey, this is gonna be my buy." My buy and you were like, weeks. "Dang I it!" I was like, "Oh, cool, yeah," because I wasted about a half hour of my life. <laughs> <laughs> but he he is very he's a very special. I wouldn't say he's very <coughs> special, but he's 
been in this system, the same system. I know he's new to New York, but he's been in the same system for his whole career, basically. And he's starting to show, you know, in, in mm-hmm. this, this third, third year in the NFL that he can do it. And, you know, all he needed was kind of an opportunity. For, and it looks like he's finally going to get it with New York. And like you said, with them needing to pay other players, they're not going to have a bunch of spendable cash this year. You know, they're going to, they're going to have a, some, some cap hip involved with getting rid of Galladay. And then they're, they're going to be paying a bunch of other guys. They're going to have to allocate some funds, I guess, a little bit cheaply here on the wide receivers. So he has a pretty good shot. I think at being, at being the guy. I mean, coming into the, not coming to the team to week 10, when the year was all said and done, this was somebody who ranked fourth on the team in total targets at 42. Uh, he, he was fourth in the team in receptions, number one in team, tied for first with touchdowns, only four, you know, but still tied for first on the sure. team. It just, he came in more than half the season later and still dominated pretty much the statistical line for the New York Giants. Mm-hmm. And for a team that is looking to, propel itself from that first round loss in the playoffs to did they lose in the first round? Second round. Second round. They won their first game. Mm-hmm. And to propel that, to try and they get to the, the NFC Vikings. championship game, you know, they, they need a lot of people that are familiar with what they had going on building off of last year. So it doesn't matter who they bring in, that wouldn't really deter me. If anything, it makes Isaiah Hodgins even a cheaper value buy. If they traded, say they traded for DeAndre Hopkins, they have Wondell Robinson, like, oh, you know, I guess you don't worry about Isaiah Hodgins. No, that's not the case. You always want to have that rapport with that rece- that quarterback. That's it's it's that's something you cannot underestimate. Because just like we get fall in love with the running backs and the amount of carries they're going to get, same thing for targets and wide receivers. We want to be that first look for the quarterback, right? Like how many targets a game is he seeing? How many opportunities does he have to score fantasy football points, mm-hmm. right? Because that's all we're looking for here is just opportunity to score as many points as possible. I think Isaiah Hodgins for the cost right now is probably one of the best buys you go out there and get in Dynasty. The price will not set you back if it fails, but if it hits, what looks like an overpay today is an underpay tomorrow. What looks like an underpay is going to be a grossly underpay. I mean, a third-round draft pick is crazy if you can get a guy that's going to be a, anywhere in your starting lineup. I mean, that's fantastic, especially if he's that young. Right. If he ends up in the top 24 receiver, grand slam, top 36, yeah. home run. Absolutely. So, Matt, who do you got for us? All right, so my guy, uh, we're going to move out from one kind of young, kind of unknown guy to another. Um, I'm going with Rashid Shahid the, with the speed. Uh, <laughs> You had to do it. Uh, yeah, I had to Dr. do it. Dr. Seuss is back. Uh, oh, no. God, not again. All right, so this guy's uh, he's kind of like the other rookie wide receiver, right, uh, this past year for New Orleans. He's a little bit older, 24 years old, listed at six foot, 180 pounds. And, you know, he's he's a, this guy's a guy that's he's known for his speed, his burst. He makes big plays, and that's kind of how he came onto the scene this past season. He didn't do much of anything the first five uh, five games of the season. That was kind of – you know, Michael Thomas was coming back, all that kind of stuff. Then Michael Thomas got nicked up, and then uh, Alave got nicked up and stuff like that. So he finally got a, a, his chance around week six. And really week six, week seven, week eight, he was kind of just getting his feet wet, wasn't getting a bunch of care, a bunch of targets or anything like that. He got um, – actually, his first five weeks, he got one target, one target, three target, zero targets, one target, and two two targets. So I think that was six. Um so he was just out there getting exercise. He was, he was out there getting exercise, but he was making big plays even in, in those limited opportunities. His first, um, his, his first week, he got one target for no catches, but he got one carry 44 yards and a touchdown. The next week he got one target, one catch 53 yards and a touchdown. So he was making, he was making good with, with the limited opportunities he was, he was getting. And it wasn't until around, let me see what it was week. When Michael Thomas went down. Michael Thomas was officially down. That's week four. No, no. When he actually started getting like a good amount of targets was around week eleven. No, week twelve is when he got th- he got three, and then thirteen it was four, and then they had their bye, and then it was four, five, six um, to to finish out the season. He it ended up by the end of the season it was it was him and Alave that were like the top two guys on the team. Sure. And it started where he was getting three, Alave was getting nine targets. By the end, it was six for Shahid and five for Olave. They were almost evening out towards the end. Now I don't expect that to be something long-term where, where he's getting just as many targets as Olave. Cause I, I do think Olave is the better player, but for the price you're going to pay, 
I couldn't even find him in the trade finder because people aren't even trading for him because no one even knows who this guy is. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He's like that, that much of an unknown that there aren't any trade values out there. I think you can get this guy probably for a fourth round draft pick pretty easily on draft day, probably a fifth round draft pick. You can get him like, Hey, yeah, just throw in Shahid here. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can draft in this spot, but he's a young explosive guy on an offense that they have, Talking about the other, uh, who were we just talking about? Derek uh, Carr got. Uh, oh wait, uh, no, no. The, the the Giants, the Giants are starved. Yeah, they're, they're starved, and they they have other people to pay. New Orleans is starved for wide receivers. Michael Thomas is. They've restructured that so they that he can get out the door. Are they going to pay him thirty one million dollars, Marsh? <laughs> no, no, really. Jarvis Landry's as old as my grandma. Um, as far as wide receivers go right. in the NFL, in wide receiver years, in wide receiver years, and. The biggest point is New Orleans is $55 million, projected to be $55 million over the cap next year. They do not have a lot of money to spend. If the rumors are true about them possibly bringing in Derek Carr, that's going to even leave even less money for them to spend elsewhere. So well, he's think, going in tomorrow for sure. Right. He is going in, and, and we'll see what happens with that. They've, they've given permission for, for him to go to uh, New Orleans and check out the facility and do all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. But that number is only going to get worse if he if he's on the books, right. and that really leaves them with nothing to go out and spend at that position. And and with you know a couple of talented rookies and a nice tight end, I think they could get away without going out out and spending any money at that position. Maybe drafting a guy late or something like that and bring somebody else in on the cheap. But that leaves Shahid in a very nice position, and like I said, basically free at this point. And I read something today after the Derek Carr news broke because they were saying about the money situation that New Orleans could easily free up. I said for anybody making over two million, they could free up ninety three million dollars in cap space. Like they have the they have the structures and contracts. To they do can that keep with. kicking the can down. They're gonna have to okay. pay. They're gonna have to pay eventually. And you we've know been saying I mean? that for three years. We really have. Remember the big Saints guy? He's probably listening right now, telling us yeah. like, <laughs> you guys have no idea. You're like the Saints could easily do this and this. And we're like, yeah, you're right. They they can. But it also hasn't worked out for them over the past few years. Like they've. They've done all this and they're holding this thing together with duct tape and chewing gum and all this kind of stuff. They need to like get, get their arms. It's a guy that has a dynasty team on paper. It looks really good, but it's really old. And then he trades his first and ends up being the fourth overall. Right. You're like, Oh, it's two starting running backs get hurt week three and four. I got a lave, but you gave up Bijan, but I got a lave. (laughs) So, (laughs) but I I like Matt. I like, I like what they're, I like the young nucleus at the receiver. You know, Juwan Johnson, Chris Olave obviously is a future star. Right. And and Shahid, yeah, the speed in in that offense, again, just opportunity. You know, what what Matt's point out here as well is he was given opportunity as a rookie with Andy Dalton and he produced, right? So when you're given an opportunity and you produce, that opens the door for more opportunity. And what he has in New Orleans because of their cap situation, then they bring a guy like Derek Carr is, hey, we have guys that work with Juwan Johnson, Rashid, and Alave. So why do we need to go out and get anything else? You know, like we, we can bring back um, other guys on the roster that are still okay. I, I don't even forget what's his face's name. We've not had him on my dynasty team for five years straight out of uh, F- uh I'm talking about Adam Troutman? No, uh, Traquan Smith. Traquan Smith. Traquan Smith, yeah. Oh, the receiver. F- was what, what, Florida? FSU, FCU. It wasn't FSU. No, it was definitely Florida Florida, State. Central Florida, Florida Atlantic, <laughs> UCF, 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 Central Florida, Central Florida. I, I think so. All these acronyms. Traquan Smith. I don't remember where he went. Too many. He went to college. <laughs> good for him. I'm good glad he got an education. So, All right. no, not a bad college. pick. So anyway, Rashid. Rashid yeah, no, I, I really like that pick. Um, it is. It's one of those under the radar moves that you can get for almost free. They draft capital wise, they don't have their 10 overall pick. They do have the the San Francisco pick at 30. So it does move them back a little bit. But most of the mocks I've seen, it shows how many other holes that they have. They're more than likely not going to be spending a premium pick uh, on a wide receiver, especially a year after already spending a premium pick on a receiver. So chances are that draft capital is going to be used elsewhere. There's a very good chance he's still in one of those top two or three wide receiver spots next year nothing but free money because even if you think, okay, well maybe the year after they, they get somebody. Okay. Well then trade them after the year. These are no, the, the you, last you move up a round or two are no costs, no repercussion traits. Yes. You know, like giving up a fourth or fifth round pick for a sheet. It doesn't matter if he hits or miss. It really does not matter. Mm-hmm. Like 
Will there be a player that like they're in a fourth? Maybe one guy in the whole fourth round might hit. Maybe maybe two. Maybe not. But it does not matter. I mean, mm-hmm. these are not. These are the moves you make in Dynasty, like at this time of the year, because you're trying to acquire these guys that don't have a big name. They have an opportunity. It's kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, when you see Victor Cruz puts up a big preseason game and he puts a couple together and he doesn't make the team, but you traded for him in Dynasty. But then the following year, he puts up another preseason game and all of a sudden he makes the team and he's a wide receiver one for two years. And yeah, it's a short-lived window, but you paid nothing. nothing. You paid nothing. Pure profit. Yep. And sometimes, sometimes th- those cheap investments in Dynasty are so great to make because you have no anchor to the boat, right? Like you're just free flown out there. So like any time you can just move on, right? Like it's not yeah. like you're not Tom Hanks and Castaway. You're not screaming out for Wilson. Wilson. You're not, yeah, you're waving goodbye. Like, hey, it was a good time while it lasted, Wilson. <laughs> I already gave you the high five. It's in my, it's in blood. Um, so it's nice to have that because sometimes you need those players on your roster as well that you can just, that are just loosey goosey, right? Like yeah, cup eight, see you later. And yeah. you don't have to worry about it because like, you get these players on your roster that you invested some draft capital and you did right. draft them or they do show some shines. And like, you know, we, we made an argument before about like, do you get to bring people up on your taxi squad? And you're like, well, who are you to say you have to cut somebody? Right. And that's, that's the argument of why you, you allow two years on your taxi squad is like, cause it brings somebody up. You have to cut somebody. So if somebody's doing well, who's another owner say you have to cut somebody. Right. And I use it as my, my uh, oldest league as an example. And man, I were talking about it. This league is going on 18 years, 19 years old. And my roster just happened to be stacked with like, again, not studs, but the, the one player I used as a reference before he did anything, I was like, the only player I can cut right now that I'm on my roster, I feel like a cut would be Josh Reynolds. And I was like, I don't want to cut Josh Reynolds because I still kind of think he could do something given the right opportunity. Mm-hmm. And what happened last year? Josh Reynolds was given opportunity and produced. Was it a high level? No. But I ended up starting Josh Reynolds in multiple weeks because I had to because my guys were hurt. You had to start him in your championship game this past year. And I year. started Josh. Yeah, because DeAndre Hopkins got a boo-boo in his knee. I had to start Josh Reynolds in my championship league. So it's like. I mean, you lost. Because of Josh Reynolds. <laughs> Moral of the story is cut all these guys right away. But it's nice to have these They'll guys lose it for that, you in the that show. are fluid on your roster that, that, that bring new guys in, right? Because like to bring somebody in. You have to cut somebody. More of the story. You should have cut him. Should have cut him. <laughs> no, because I would have had nobody to start. You would have had somebody better. Come on. I looked at my roster. I had nobody better than Josh Reynolds in total points. But Quan Treadwell would have got it. Yeah, I was thinner <laughs> than Devontae Smith on there Ooh. in that position. So, all right. Hit me with your good stuff. All right. Next guy, a little bit bigger name than the last two we've talked about. Boo. But still not like this huge name. Bigger's uh, not Albert better. O? Especially because that is a very long name. Uh, <laughs> uh, especially Abdul because I, uh, I talked about all these different mocks that I looked through last week, and I looked through nine different mocks. This player, the earliest he was drafted at his position was wide receiver 56. Oh, that's bad. The latest... Was 71. Ooh, that's worse. That's where she, Rashid territory right there. Man. But this thing. name is much better than that. Darnell Mooney. Ha. Darnell Mooney He'll was love. going in the 11th round, 12th round, 13th round of a lot of these startups. And I, I was puzzled as to why, why does everybody hate him now? And I looked in the trade finder and there's a lot of third round picks. Somebody traded Greg Dortch in two fourths and got Darnell Mooney. People apparently are over Darnell Mooney. Now I'm over Darnell Mooney, but I the question what, is what team does he play for? <laughs> Just kidding. Go ahead. But the question <laughs> is, should you be? Because two years ago when it was Justin Fields first season, he was wide receiver 23. So he was a low-end wide receiver, too, two years ago. That was his rookie year, right? Uh, that would have been his second, second year. Second year that would have been his second year. Two years ago, Tom Brady was a QB1. That's right. Now he's not even in the league anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he's not. Your wife's not in the league anymore? <laughs> I love you, babe. Uh, last year, the year started off terrible for the passing offense. They literally just didn't throw the ball. Um, yeah. You know, was, if you remember, there was the super rainy game, and yeah. then they threw it like eight times the next game. And so... All of the pass catching numbers were skewed. And then Darnell Mooney got hurt at the end of the year. So I think people quickly forgot. But after week three, when they started throwing it at a much more regular pace, he was still averaging 12 points per game. Darnell Mooney, even though I think there is a chance that they bring in another receiver, 
Um, there's not a lot of free agency this year. They give up the 32nd pick for Chase Claypool. Yes. And that's the other tricky part is their second round pick that would have been the prime opportunity to take a receiver is now in Pittsburgh. It would have been a first round pick. It, it would have basically been a first round pick. So yes, they're probably going to trade down from one, but their target seems to be defense. Uh, they're, they're wanting to stay within the first five or six picks. There's a lot of guys on defense they like, and I don't know that there's any receivers worthy of going inside of the top six there in this draft. Oh, so, definitely not. so if that happens, that means their first pick with a real shot at being a wide receiver is pick 54. That's the pick that they got from the Baltimore Ravens. And with this shallow of a receiving class, we're talking about Zay Flowers. We're talking about uh, Josh Downs. We're talking about uh, Rasheed Rice. Like we're, we're talking about like these types of players that are not wide receiver ones. So chances are he is still going to be the top pass catcher on this team, whether either him or, or Cole Komet are going to be the top pass catcher more than likely again this season. So I think this is an excellent time to get in there and, and go after Mooney. Like one of the like the highest pays that I saw was a 24 second. The other one was a 23 second, but you got Mooney and a third back. So he's going incredibly cheap. He is a very solid wide receiver three for a fantasy football team. And if he's your wide receiver four or five, you're a championship caliber team. I wouldn't pay a third for Mooney. Um, What? No, I feel like, the Bears have so much money to, they can spend. On who? Who's available? They, I, they could probably trade for, like, I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised if possibly they include in the fir- in the trade down if they try to acquire a receiver and uh, trade on the first round pick. If they traded for DeAndre Hopkins, it wouldn't tra- surprise me. If they traded for Mike Evans, it wouldn't surprise me. They traded for a receiver, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me because he got the money for it to help Justin Fields, uh, again, a veteran in that, uh, in, in that receiver room. Mm-hmm. I think they're the top in cap space and it's not even close. Not even close. Yeah, they have tons. 98 million. The next closest is Atlanta at 56. But what are they going to give up? I don't know. That's the problem with a trade is they'd have to give up something. They don't have anything to give up. I think I think it might be something trade out the first the first overall pick. It's okay. a possibility of getting it. And if not, when they trade out the first round pick, they're probably going to get somebody's first. They're probably going to get their second. They're probably going to get their first next year, too. So they will have another second mm-hmm. round pick. They can use that to trade up and grab a guy. Or I, I don't know. I just I, I have a hard time believing that the Bears, for a team that want to come into Justin Fields and see his development and see how rough that receiving room was last year, go into the season with that core. Like they've already committed to chase Claypool. They have to try to make sure. that work. Cause they give up the 32nd pick for him. Could essentially. Th- could this be like a, I know it sounds crazy. Could this be like a T Higgins landing spot where they can't pay him? And, it, and if they can have what they need to, to get him, yeah. I mean, it's definitely a possibility, but even for me, even if he's their wide receiver too, I still think yeah. giving up a third is easily worth it for me. Yeah. If it's a late third, I wouldn't hate it. It's just, I don't know. I've also not been a really big Mooney guy. Like I just, I, I mean, we've said in the show multiple times. I feel like Mooney's just, I feel, I feel like he's a really good NFL wide receiver three. That's what I feel he is. Like, I feel like he's a poor man's Donovan people's Jones almost. You know what I mean? Like that's what I kind of feel about Mooney and just, so from a, I think for an NFL team, he's fine mm-hmm. from a dynasty aspect. Like it's just not something really like that makes me salivate, right? Like he's right. not Tom Brady. He, he feels like <laughs> he is. He's not, not in the bedroom rubbing my leg. <laughs> telling me I'm beautiful. <laughs> It feels like Hollywood Higgins to me. You know what I mean? Like they're good on their teams. They, if in a pinch, Higgins has never been a wide receiver too for fantasy football. No, I know. Mooney has. <laughs> Mooney has. Higgins, I think if he had that kind of opportunity, he might have been able to, but he just never got the opportunity to be the only person that could catch a football on a team. Um, I'm I'm not a big. I'm hey, not, Tom Brady. I think Mooney. <laughs> I think Mooney is a re, is a replacement level type of guy for fantasy purposes. I'm with Rich Oof. on that. Um, strong disagree. Yeah. It's just, um, I, he just doesn't move the needle much for me. That's, that's what it boils down to. I just don't think he's special. I think you can get Mooney's. I think at the right price, it's not a bad, it's not a bad buy. Let me, me, let me ask you this. Okay. Would you rather have Isaiah Hodgins or Darnell Mooney? Mooney easily. I would fall on the other line, uh, the other side of that. Cause there's just more. All right. I'm going to tweet it. Don't fall. Just stand up. <laughs> just Step over the line. Just be a man. And I would definitely on rather have Rashid Shahid. Yeah, like the upside. And all that speed. At least that has like some up opportunity. I don't know. I'm just, I've right. never. I'm going to tweet out all three of these guys right now, and we're going to see Who'd rather have? What, what the people say. My vote is Isaiah Hodgins. My vote is Rashid Jaheed. <laughs> You're drunk. <laughs> I bet. I bet Darnell Mooney comes in last place. 
I what, what, do we, what do we want to bet on this? He's coming in last Shahid's by a last mile. Place. No one even knows who the dude is, man. Until after this podcast. I know, but somehow I think somebody's still picking me and not know who he is. Because he sounds like he's got speed. Oh, my God. Because of his name. <laughs> it sounds like <laughs> uh, while, He sounds fast. While Garrett tweets it out, let me tell you about our friends over at FFPC. FFPC, you guys have heard of them. You know, they started in 2010. Largest high-stakes dynasty community you're going to find in the world right now. They have over 1,000 active leagues running from $77 up to $2,500 per team. You know, this is a, a website that has never had a dynasty league fail. I'm going to say that for the next 51 weeks to let you know, because that's how, that's how important it is for me to talk about FFPC is how they've never had a league fold. And never. that's, and that's so important when it comes to fantasy football, dynasty fantasy football is because you commit long-term and you want to make sure that commitment that you make is protected. And it's so hard to do these days uh, with how, how the game of dynasty is growing at a rapid pace. You get people that come in to go all in for the first year. Then they lose, they trade away the draft cap and they bounce and you're yeah. like, what is this? Nonsense? They go all in with Tom Brady and then they got to get out. Yeah, here I am, 17 years later. <laughs> and, you know, what FFPC is, it, they give you that that comfort of knowing that you are protected there. And they have so many different formats and so many different ways and games they can play on there. It, it, it's a truly special site you got to go to. It's myffpc.com. And if you use the promo code NERDS, you're going to get $25 off at any entry or any team you buy on there. And right now, the best thing to do is, because they haven't opened up their new leagues yet, is go look at their orphans. Mm. They have orphans you can buy at a discounted price. Some go for a little bit more. And these are teams that you can go on there right now. They're first come, first serve. And they're coming up new every day. My FFPC, go to their orphan page, and they're going to have all these teams listed with the, the buy-in for the league and what you can buy the team for. Um, so if you're interested in taking over a team, joining a new league, a high-stakes league, that you can look at the draft capital, you, you feel like you could work with that team, that they are the site for you. If you want to start a new league, they're the site for you. MyFFPC.com. Go there right now. Check out the orphans. Use the promo code NERDS, and you're going to save $25 of any team on there. So if you find if you find a $77 team, $70 team, you're going to get it for 50 bucks. If the going price is $50 for that $70 team, because somebody's just trying to offload it, you're going to get it for $25. Yeah. And nothing's like that free, like a good discounted first year mm. to make some moves. Yes. Get out there, make some moves, turn into a championship. Thank me later. MyFFPC.com. Now, my next buy. Mm -hmm. Are you ready? I'm ready. Lay it on me. Do you have your seatbelt on? I don't because I'm in a chair. Yeah, they don't come with seatbelts. My chair in my car is a seatbelt. But we're not in a car. How do you know? Maybe they are listening. I am not. That's all I'm oh, saying. Oh, yeah. I hope you guys are wearing your seatbelts. Yes, definitely. I saw some I saw some commercial day when they outlawed DUIs. It was on Twitter. And it was like, they're in some southern state. And like, this is ridiculous infringing on my freedom. You mean I'm supposed to go to work for 11 hours, 12 hours a day, and I can't, can't crack a cold one in my car? What kind of country is this? I was like, this is real life. This was a news report. <laughs> then some lady in her truck with her kids in the front seat with like a... Uh, like a plate piece of Play-Doh on the bumper in case it got an axe or something. It wasn't really Play-Doh, yeah. but that's what I interpret it as. It's like, next, what are you, what's going to happen next? We're a communist country? <laughs> oh, my goodness. She's driving with her baby arguing why she can't have a beer while she's driving. <laughs> oh, the good old days, right? When was that? Whenever they made DUIs illegal. Okay. Oh, I'll have to look for it on Twitter. Oh, I should, I yeah, it, it had to have been in the 70s. I should have liked it or retweeted it. I was just dying. I had watched it twice in a row. I'm like, these people, obviously, they're... We're not very educated, but no, I mean that's okay. Yeah. It, was, it, was it, was it was a different time, different times, different times, different yeah. times. People indeed. used to carry around swords and poke that's each other with them. True, that was a, a different time than this. Too. <laughs> People used to go to bars. And very close time periods, but <laughs> very. Uh, my next buy, yes, let's do it. Is in this period, okay, and that's Chris Godwin of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, there's a lot of things I think that make Chris Godwin a buy, and he's a tricky, he's a tricky player because. There's going to be some probably teams that love Chris Godwin, don't think he's a buy. And there's going to be some teams that I think this really does kind of piggyback off the Tom Brady news. We're like, oh my gosh, I don't know who the quarterback's going to be there. Right. Um, I don't know what's going on. They got Mike Evans. Mike Evans is even probably long for the team there as well. That's it. <laughs> I didn't realize that you were doing Chris Godwin. I think you switched that, didn't you? All right, we'll go ahead. 
we can just do ours together. How about that? Mine's Mike Evans. My, my buy is Mike Evans. That's so, fine. All right. I'm doing Chris Godwin. You do Mike Evans. All right. You support your cause. I'll support my cause. <laughs> Perfect. I don't care who you're buying. This or who I'm buying. Fine. My sell's Chris Godwin. Oh, okay. No, I'm just kidding. That's Perfect. fine. I'm going to make an This for show has been so on point. Let's go. <laughs> you're talking about somebody who's 27 years old, right? So he's still got the youth. And last year, he finished as wide receiver 19. He averaged 14.9 points per game. But he started week one, mm-hmm. but he hurt his hammy week one. Didn't come back from that until week four. From week four to week 18, Chris Godwin is wide receiver number seven overall, averaging 15.5 points per game. And on top of that, he did all that only scoring three touchdowns on the year, which was his worst touchdown production his entire career besides his rookie year. He only had Mm -hmm. one. So this was his three touchdowns was tied for the 75th best amongst all wide receivers and tight ends at the the position. Like I said, he hasn't scored that amount of touchdowns in his in five years. He did this after Terrence ACL. And usually we see players the year after they have the ACL injury, uh, injury have that one big down year, like, or mm-hmm. off, off they're, production. They're working through some things, mm-hmm. right? Still getting back. They're and out there, but they're not all, all the way up. God was on the record yeah. saying that too. He's like, yeah. you know, I just, I didn't feel hundred percent all year. Sure. I didn't trust my knee all year. And that's, mm-hmm. it's a redundant story, right? People are like, that's the biggest word. It's like, they don't trust that knee. They're scared to like right. put the right amount of pressure on a knee, break out of their brakes sometimes out of the knee. So full go is, is a, a thing that you, you hear him say, like, I couldn't go full go all the time. Mm-hmm. So for him, the, to come out there when he came back and be wide receiver seven overall. And this is a, is a, is a, a player that has produced with Jameis Winston mm-hmm. at quarterback. So it can be done with anybody, right? essentially. Chris Godwin is still young enough to offer that three to four year window for you he 20, at the position. 26 or 27? He's 27. Okay. He's yep. going to be 27 this coming season? I believe so. Okay. Uh, I had a, I, I believe he's 27. Yep. We can, we can look. He's 27. is what I have written down. So I don't know when he turns 28, but he's still got, he's still got three to four years of Chris Godwin at the position. And that's a light, that's a championship caliber window. And what you give up for Chris Godwin is probably a mid first, right? He's about to turn 27. So basically all of next season, he'll be 27. So you usually got four to four to five years of Chris Godwin, honestly, and with this receiving class, it's a nice receiving class. You know, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Jordan Addison, Quentin Johnson. That's probably like the, the top tier players you like in that receiver position. Right. But those are all, none of those guys are guaranteed to be like a wide receiver one. Chris Godwin's a wide receiver one. Mm-hmm. That's what he I is. I say, this is probably the, the riskiest and most shallow wide receiver class we've had in four or five years. So when you're looking at a receiver, and after Jameer Gibbs, Bijan Robinson, you're going to be looking at some of these receivers. Obviously, the running backs will get... Uh, you know, some jumps like Tajay Spears had an excellent senior bowl. Mm-hmm. You saw in the mock draft where he went to third round the Dolphins. I tweet out like that's an mm-hmm. excellent spot. Yep. People argued back. I don't care what they argue about. You know, he, <laughs> he, he's Did people somebody, really argue with you. Yeah. They're like, Oh, how's that better than Philly? I'm like, cause it, it is in my opinion. You don't like, have to do with run scheme. You know, like it's just it's my own opinion. It's a very running. I mean, yeah. It's running back friendly. Um, it's a very running, running back friendly opinion. Ask Miles Sanders if, if Philly's the best spot. It's a pretty damn good spot. They, it's good. He was in the top. But he didn't get any touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He, did he score touchdowns? This year he finally got He got some, some but yeah. not, it's still not many. Miles Sanders he, did not have very many touchdowns. He was in year. the top. Oh, I had the percentage written down of where he was in the, in the red zone rush opportunities. He was actually in a pretty good percentile. I know Jalen Hurts ran for some too, but Chris, that's what Chris Godwin offers and brings to the table. You know, so when you're on the clock, say you're a middle of the road team, you need a receiver, right? And you're trying to get over that hump. Mm-hmm. Don't draft Quinton Johnson. Don't, you know, go from there. Even though it's a nice spot, trade for Chris Godwin. You should be able to acquire Chris Godwin for a mid first round pick, right? If you're pick five, pick six around there. Right. I know that might sound pricey. I more but, than I thought. But that is not pricey whatsoever for a wide receiver one. That's actually a home run. If you drafted Quentin Johnson or Jackson Smith, the Jigba or Jordan Addison, and they give you four years of wide receiver one production, you would feel that's a home run pick, a, a home run pick. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're picking three or four, and obviously you need a receiver here. Like if, if that's a position you need to kind of get over that hump to take the next, the next step is this is a player that's going to help you take that next step. And that's what you're trying to do when you're pick six, pick seven is Try to take that next step. Chris Godwin will elevate your team to that level into the playoffs. He's a wide receiver one. His floor is wide receiver two production. Tampa Bay is most likely going to bring in, this team is built 
to win now, essentially. You know, they'll cut Leonard Fournette. It'd be Rashad White there. Maybe they bring in a guy or draft a guy there as well. But don't be surprised if a player like Jimmy Garoppolo ends up in Tampa Bay following Tom's footsteps there and is the quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Don't be surprised if, they, if somebody comes in here and they bring in a veteran that's going to help this team unless they blow it up and they trade away like Mike Evans or whatnot. Right. But this team is built to win now, and Chris Godwin is the number one receiver on this team. And Tom Brady did not do him any favors last year. Tom Brady actually regressed a little bit uh, out there. I mean, Godwin's yards per reception were his career worst, 9.9. Uh, this was this was all gonna be part of my argument as well. The offensive line was was beat up right at the, mm-hmm. right off the get go, and Tom Brady struggled throughout the whole season yes, just having did. enough time to throw the ball downfield. He he wasn't stepping into his throws like he normally did. He was he was getting the kind of pressure that affected him right up the middle. I mean, when when your center goes down and he's like a all pro type of guy, yeah. it's gonna be rough for a quarterback like Tom Brady, and it showed throughout all his numbers. So both those guys, I'll have the same, I guess, thing to say about Mike Evans. I guess I don't have to say it anymore. Real, real quick pause in the in sure. the action. Update on the poll. Ten minutes in. Yeah. We have two hundred and forty two votes. It's going quick. Currently in last place, Rashid Shahid. Told you. Told you. But nineteen percent. So ah. a decent percent. Mm. Decent. Only two percent more, Isaiah Hodgins. At 21%. Unbelievable. Then at 60%. Darn how many. It's because these are all Garrett's it's followers. It's all Garrett followers. Yeah, we have to I literally this. said, the sure. dodo we are having there. a debate on the pod. <laughs> Who would you want most on your fantasy team? That was the only information they got. <laughs> but they're your followers. They know Booney's they know, your guy. They know you. They're, 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 they're pussy you know around this. <laughs> Just for that, I broke your... Screw your mics. Yeah, take that. <laughs> what, what? You better hope what? I don't come to yours, Matt. What, what? It's coming next. I'd like to see you get over here. <laughs> I know you got headphones in. You get <laughs> this thing's built just like Darnell Mooney's trash. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I, I do like the, uh, the the Chris Godwin buy. Uh, you know, I think I think his price is going to be a little bit higher than 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 Mike Evans, and that's probably one of the reasons why I would go Mike Evans a little bit cheaper. But uh, I, I like the Godwin. Real, real quick on both of those guys, because I, I could easily be talked into buying either one of them. What what price tag are you willing to pay, though? I would pay a second for Mike Evans. And that's what he's going for. So a second. I, I went I went into the trade browser. Matt hasn't gave his pitch yet for Mike Evans. Sort of. He's given half of it. I know. I feel like I have kind of given half of it away. Let me just go. Let me just run through it real fast. Run through it. Let me just run through it, through it through and then we'll, we'll talk prices. Light, light jog. Just a light, quick jog. So, Sprint, please. <sighs> Silent J. I'm, <laughs> I'm more a, a yog. I'm more of a yog at her. I want to hear butt clap. <laughs> so anyway, last year finished as wide receiver, wide receiver eleven on the season, and you know I think I think that probably snuck up on a lot of people. Throughout the year, he was he was closer to like a, a wide receiver two. He was wide receiver twenty three before the last week of the season where he exploded and went berserk. Yeah, had, thanks for nothing. 48, you know, like a 40 point, 48 point outburst. It, like two touchdowns all year. And then he had three in the last week. Yes. When he got me eliminated the round before. Yes. So I'm not better. So it might, it might be rubbing some people the wrong way and they might want to get rid of him <laughs> for a second round draft pick. Um, but, 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 you know, real back to real life here. Uh, you know, this was, we were talking about uh, Brady having an off year and that trickled down to everybody. I mean, this was this was not a great year for Mike Evans. Obviously, he's 29 years old now. He's going to be 30 by the time the season starts. He turns 30 in August. Um, so the price on him is just plummeting down to, to I think, make him a buy. I, I'm not one of these guys that's had a lot of shares of Mike Evans uh, in my dynasty career, so I don't... I haven't had him. I've seen these big outbursts before and kind of propel him up, but he's not as inconsistent as he was this past season on a normal basis. And, you know, the, the offensive line, some of those guys are going to be getting healthy. They're going to do some stuff to fix that. If he does stay on Tampa, I do expect them to bring in somebody. Because if, if if he stays, I do think they're going to be a win-now team. If, if they decide to blow it up, he's a perfect person to go to a contender. He's 30 mm-hmm. years old. He's a very skilled guy. He knows what it takes to get deep into the playoff and win the championship. And he's not going to be a guy that just settles for, for the money at this point. He's going to be going somewhere with a, with a good quarterback. Cause that's what you have to yeah. have Title to, be, to be, you know, like a, an actual real contender. Bills. So, so he, he's a guy that can, he's going to do better. I think 
regardless next year, just because the offensive line in front of him is going to be better if he stays in Tampa. If he leaves, he's going to be going to a better situation. And he's always produced. He's going to keep producing. He still has juice left in, in, in his legs. And that, that last game, that outburst where he scored three touchdowns is proof enough for me to say, this guy still has it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. For somebody who's had a lot, I have a lot, a lot of Mike, not a lot, but I have a couple Mike Evans shares. And I've had them for a long time as well. What I, what I love about Evans is, and what's nice is Evans has kind of been like, he's had this buy window around him for like three years, three years, yeah. right? Like he's, but it was at like a first, you still had to give a first. It's, yeah. It's dipped below that then, now. Mm-hmm. So, and I love the price tag is a contender. If you get him for say a second and a third or two seconds, like he's worth that. Cause what, what Mike Evans, what I really love about Mike Evans from a dynasty aspect is he's been very consistent, right? Like you've read, all, everybody's heard of stat. Like he's the first wide receiver to score a thousand yards receiving for like nine years straight. Like mm-hmm. he's, he's done that because he's a very consistent player. Uh, he's a red zone threat. He can go up and get the ball. He knows how to play the position where he, he knows he doesn't have the speed to win, but he, he has a technique to win. Right. So as a, as a receiver, you know, he, he's consistently giving you those double digit points and are his days of being a wide receiver one probably over probably, probably. Will I say hundred percent. Definitely not because he can't produce in the red zone. Um, that's where he's usually produced. He could, he could zone. drop a 10 touchdown season in the right situation easily mm-hmm. next year. And, and I saw him consistently going for around a second round draft pick. There was one trade in there, which blew my mind. It was Keenan Allen and Mike Evans for two second round draft picks. I was like, you gotta be, I mean, that's like, you're in a championship window. That's like a championship gold mine right there. Yeah, yeah sure. Is. Here are my two seconds that I'll never use in my window when I'm going to, mm-hmm. you know, actually win a championship for two players that, you know, will likely be, you know, filling in by weeks or start in my starting lineup week in and week out. That's and that's crazy. a good, that's a good tip, Matt, for this draft specifically, because, you know, as we've been hyping up and talking about this draft class for a long time, what this draft class offers in 23 is, is a lot of depth. You know, when, when we say this is a really good class, it doesn't mean picks one through 12 is you're going to absolute stud at every single pick, but you're getting very quality players in this draft all the way through the second round. Mm-hmm. So the pick 24, you're going to definitely in a super flex league, you're going to get quality players that add startability to your roster. Now, are they going to be wide receiver twos, wide receiver threes, running back twos, tight end ones? Yeah, but those are... Those are players that you need. Those are rosters and spots you need to fill on your roster, especially to get production from rookies. So, and some of those will excel their uh, their draft slot, and they'll sure. end up being way better in household names that we don't suspect. But for the most part, that class is going to be pretty solid. Like Matt said, is when you're a contender, you're not looking for somebody to come around and develop. You're looking to try to win now. These mm-hmm. uh, these. Championship windows are very small and they change quickly in dynasty. They do. You know, two to three years, they're called two to three year windows for a reason because the whole league shape of your league, as I said three times, changes Mm -hmm. in three years. The whole dynamics of that league change in three years. So that window is open for a very small time. So what's nice about this class is come to the back end from pick 2-8 to 2-12, there's going to be quality players there people are excited about. The Luke Musgraves, the Dalton Kincaids, the running backs, the receivers that you'd mentioned. Mm-hmm. You know, the Josh Downs, the Zay Flowers. Mm-hmm. People are going to be excited about those players. And if it puts you in a position to get a Mike Evans, a Keen Allen, that's something you can't pass up. You mm-hmm. know, if you take somebody who's a wide receiver two and you put them in a wide receiver three spot or your flex spot, that's a championship caliber move. And you don't, and at this point, you don't worry about like how many years they got left. You hope they get, they produce for you in 2023. Yeah. And that's all your concern yep. is, you know, anything after that's gravy. Right? Yeah. Your window becomes almost like a redraft league. And that's what those draft picks are there for, mm-hmm. you know, and you can't get too caught up on those of, Oh, what can Zay Flowers be in two years? What can Dalton Kincaid be in three years? That does not matter because your team's going to be a completely different shape in three years because you're a little bit older because you're in championship caliber window and you're trying to win now. Mm -hmm. And you can't let that opportunity slip through your fingers. And the one thing you cannot be worried about is your draft capital. And if it takes a second and a third, that's what it takes to get that kind of player. Could could you imagine if you had him on either one of those guys, uh, Mike Evans or Keenan Allen, on your team where DeAndre Hopkins went down and you weren't forced to look at Josh Reynolds? You had one of those guys in your holster. And what what he had, he had a boom week. I would have won the championship. Exactly. You know what I mean? But it didn't happen. Right. And it and, I, and what is what would it, what would it cost me to win a championship? It would have cost me a second round pick. Right. Well, and and the nice part is he he it works either way. If you're a rebuild team, 
I'm I'm okay with getting a second for for Mike Evans. Yeah, you yeah. know it's a deep class we just talked about. Like it's so it's going to work on both sides. I think it's an easy trade for you to make as a contender because I think that is a pretty fair price point. Sure, is you know the mid early second round pick. I think that's a pretty fair price point. But as a contender, I would make that all day and specifically hoping that he does end up on a championship contender because right now there's only a handful of quarterbacks that could come to Tampa and give him even close to the numbers that he got before. So I'm hoping that he does end up on a new team this year. I think the Bills would be a good fit. A lot of teams, you know, if there's a lot of teams out there that could use a Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. Garrett, what, who's your last guy here for uh, a buy? Last guy. Um, I had talked about him in one of my YouTube videos last year. And uh, I remember, and if, if this was your comment, then, you know, I'm, I'm talking to you apparently. Uh, <laughs> but I said that I wasn't in on Drake London last year in the startup because of where you had to take him. He was consistently going between wide receiver 11 and 13 in a startup. I said, that's just too high. I'm going to wait a year. And then I'm going to buy Drake London because buying him right now, expecting him to be a wide receiver one right away is a tall task with Marcus Mariota as your quarterback. What we saw last year was, yeah, that was too tall of a task. He's not quite there yet, but we saw a lot of really good flashes. And now that the price has dipped and I'm seeing him consistently going in somewhere between the earliest I saw was late third. The latest I saw was mid fifth. So going in that range of startups, and he's a very acquirable asset, especially in a class where we talked about it. The wide receiver is the most shallow of all of the positions. Deep at quarterback, deep at running back, deep at tight end. Wide receiver is probably the most shallow of all of the groups. One of the things uh, that I saw that especially uh, encouraged me was I had seen, and let's see, of course, now my Twitter reset. I wanted to give the guy credit uh, for tweeting it out. Uh, of course, it all reset my timeline, but um, I'll give him credit tomorrow on Twitter. Uh, but Drake London last year had the second highest target rate out of any receiver, any rookie receiver in history. Second highest. Wow. He also had the sixth highest PFF grade of any rookie receiver of all time. Now, PFF hasn't been doing sure. it since like the 80s or anything like that. But still, we've had a lot of good receivers come out in the PFF era. Yep. Sixth highest. So two metrics that uh, tend to be very sticky. Guys that get strong target shares because I, I am a firm believer that targets are earned. So a guy that got a lot of targets and a guy that put up a good PFF score shows me that this is somebody that's going to be a very talented wide receiver for a long time. This team is also in a position to potentially draft their future quarterback. We'll have to see how the board shakes yeah, out. Absolutely. Um, there's no guarantee in that. Lamar Jackson's been a hot name rumored to go there. Yep. Trade. There's trade rumors. There's free agent rumors. And why wouldn't you? You have Kyle Pitts and Drake London there as a quarterback. That's pretty appealing. Mm-hmm. Those are two young assets. Um, so I do think within the next year, hopefully within the next two years, they will get a quarterback upgrade. They will get a legitimate quarterback there. And when that happens, Drake London has a legitimate wide receiver one profile. He's got the build. He's got the the ability to do things in the red zone. He gets open. Like he is a legitimate asset at receiver. He's young. He's only in his second year, but similar to what's going on with Kyle Pitts, people were disappointed specifically in the middle part of the year. There were a lot of games in the middle part of the year where it was one catch for nine yards, three catches for 29 it was yards. Like monster yeah. first game. Yeah, He had monster first three games. And then his last four games were really good as well. It was that lull in the season. And by that point, chances are if you had Drake London, you weren't in the playoffs anyway. No, so absolutely not. Uh, so you, you, you don't even factor in what he did in the playoffs because they didn't help your team at all. People forget how talented he is. They forget how much uh, he did as a rookie. And I think he is one of my favorite buys. He's probably the most expensive of all the people we've talked about, but I think more than worth it. Did he ever earn 12 targets in a game? Um, I can tell you right now. Yes, he did. Okay. Week two, he had 12 targets, 12 targets, eight receptions for 86 yards. So I think that's what Isaiah Hodgins did <laughs> week 16. I, yeah. I just, I just want to, he also did it week 13. Target share, baby. Just, he, he also did a week 13. I was just, I, I was in my and back of my head just the whole my, time. Prove my point. And, target share. So and 11. <laughs> just the whole, my whole time. Darnell Mooney's done very good with target share. <laughs> Listen, you could take a list. You could take the picture and put up the picture of 
every quarterback in the NFL, all 32 teams, take 31 teams, take out Atlanta and their backup quarterback. And you could throw a dart on. Actually, you know what? You could take all 32 teams, uh, 31 teams, and put their backups on the board and throw a dart on there. And odds are it's going to land on a better quarterback than Marcus Mariota. Uh, from throwing the football. So no matter what you bring into Atlanta, it's going to be an upgrade yeah. there. And I, I you're agree. right. Yep. He's, a, he's a very talented player. It's a reason he went so high in the NFL draft. He had, a, like Garrett said, I, I read the same metrics on Drake London mm-hmm. after the season, and he's one of my favorite targets in, like, startups. And, or if I trade, you're, you're right. If you're going to trade for Drake London, he's it's going to be expensive. But the down season could put you in position to trade when you're at one six and one seven, and people are in the new love for the new teams with again, Quentin Johnson. I, I'll say this right now: I would Jordanson. easily take him over any receiver in this class right now. I would take him over every receiver in this class right now as well. Easily. So if you have to give the one, you know, in a one QB, if you have to give the one three, yeah. I would give the one three in a heartbeat to get Drake London. I would give one three for Drake London. I, as well. I and I would even get to the and we'll I'll say keep this in one quarterback. I would be willing to give two mid to late firsts. I will wait to see where Jackson Smith and Jigba goes before I make that determination. Okay, that's fair. And, and he could be very good as well, but I know Drake London is good. I think JSN would be very good too. Yeah. But, but I know. And there's Drake other London's good receivers. Good. I mean, Jalen Hyatt, like you said. I mean, yeah. uh, Lance Zierlin, who's who a guy who I respect an absolute he's done great. ton. Yep. Like, he's probably my favorite scout out there right now, has Jalen Hyatt as his number one receiver in the draft. Bold. Uh, yeah, and I love the he put it, if you go on there check that out that guy's his, fast man he's yeah, super fast check out his Twitter thread he put a yeah. tw- Twitter thread on why Jalen Hyatt is his number one receiver today uh, today he did it and he makes some really good points and we'll go back to the previous class of how you can't teach size and speed for uh, for the well. for the record though I I said I would give like two mid to late uh, first to get him yeah you probably don't even have to Drake London twenty four first twenty four first not even twenty three and a fifth. Um, Drake London and Matt Corral. It's in a super flex, so whatever. Uh, but uh, 23 first and 23 fourth. Um, Drake London for James Cook, Chark, and a second. So, I mean, for a young, talented receiver, he's not that difficult to acquire. It's my favorite move. Right, I've right said, meow. Right now. Yeah, I, I've said this Before on the show for nine years straight. Um, and it holds true today. My favorite thing in Dynasty to do is... Trade for the guy that got drafted really high in your draft last year, the Drake London's, the Jamison Williams. Mm-hmm. Same thing. I'll take Jamison Williams ahead of a lot of these guys. You know, that didn't produce year one and people need that year one production and then give a later draft pick for him today, right? Where their their value drops. It's a it's a best thing to do for these rookies is wait a year. Mm-hmm. Wait a year. Cause 65% of them are gonna see value decrease, mm-hmm. right? Because everybody wants a new hot, shiny toy. So Drake London, I think, is a fantastic buy. If I can get him anywhere for a first 23 first outside the top three picks, I'm all over it. Yeah. Um, super flex, I'd be a little bit more hesitant to be in top it'd three. Be, yeah, it'd so. be more like four or five. Yeah, I want the quarterbacks there. I yep. want, you know, again, I can't wait to see where Anthony Richardson goes because that dude. He could go there. That dude's tape is. It's fun. Guy, it's fun. It really, it's. I have to. My, I told myself, I, was like, I have to come away with one share of Anthony Richardson in my Super Flex Leagues. I don't know yeah. how I'm going to come about it, but like, <laughs> I'm getting one share. Yeah. Like, no matter what. If, like, he, if, he, if he ends up going top 10, that's going to be tough. Like, he could easily be like the Lamar Jackson when Lamar Jackson came out. I'm like, oh, yeah, we made, we made sure. I remember, I remember to this day selling Lamar Jackson to our audience, you know, and kind of using Mike Vick as an example sure. of what he could be and like, why is quarterback one? And it's funny because it all came true. If you go back and find that podcast and me telling you why you should draft Lamar Jackson and where the value was in Superflex. And same thing, we're like, hey, in Superflex leagues, like this, you should take him high. Yeah. You know, I know he's a huge risk, but that sure panned out. So love Drake London. Think he's a great buy. Kyle Pitts probably falls into the, uh, same category. Yep. There's a league I've been pestering this guy, which uh, I know he won't trade him to me because his team's name is Up Pit Creek. But like, <laughs> I, mean, I consistently, I just make a trade. He denies everyone. I just keep consistently making trades for Kyle Pitts on there. You know what I mean, like, like his team's not all good. it takes is one day him to accidentally <laughs> hit accept. But keep poking till that starts to get hurt real quick. Grass cool, is bad. green, sky is blue. Rich sent me another trade offer for Kyle Pitts, and it's a it's a day. But, but I mean, he sure. falls in the same category as uh, yeah. Drake London. Has a buy, right? Yes, like sir. these value drops of where, and, and you could pinpoint why the value dropped. Right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't the player. It was everything around the player right. that was bad. Exactly. So those are the best spots. I, saying, I don't know. I know we're talking in NFC, um, but Garrett broke form and did an NFC <laughs> last week. So <laughs> to balance it out back to the AFC, like Elijah Moore is another perfect example of yeah. a guy that 
He he played well his rookie season. Things were just not coming together at all with him and Zach Wilson last year. I mean, who knows if Zach Wilson will be back next year or not, but I still believe in that talent, and I mm-hmm. think that he is going to be able to outperform kind of where he is valued right now in, in the future. So I would I would go out and make a cheap, a really cheap trade offer for a guy like that as well. It's good to go back and look at past last year's hype trains yeah. and look for value dips and see why that value dipped mm-hmm. and then pounce, mm-hmm. right? Like, cause that's what, again, you're always, that's a, like in dynasty, you're always looking for value, right? Like you're just looking for value. You're looking for good players with high upside. You're looking to fill out a really good starting lineup. You yep. know, depth is great. Definitely when you're trying to rebuild, but the, as you inch closer to a championship caliber team, like you want to be able to put together a really good starting lineup because it becomes way more redraft at that point, right? Like the draft picks don't matter as much. Mm-hmm. All the depth doesn't matter. You'll trade away depth. Like you're just trying to get that good starting lineup for week 17, the host of hardware. So players like that to see value dips to Kyle Pitts, to Drake London, Elijah Moore, another really good one, Matt, that you can get into your roster that hold that upside. They're a little bit cheaper that offer also offer the youth, when you're a championship caliber team, that's how you get it because you usually don't have draft picks. Like you have to make these moves that mm-hmm. offer the upside. Isaiah Hodgins, sure. the Rashid, you know, maybe the Moonies. Sixty uh, percent of the people would say yes. Seventy <laughs> as of right now, that was past. That's old Twitter. So uh, that's it. We'll be back next week. New show. Probably higher. No now. more buys. No more. Oh, sells. it is. It's sixty three now. <laughs> Let me know when it gets to sixty nine. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not impressed. I'm not sold until then. Yeah, that just means Isaiah Hodgins and Rashid is just even better, a bigger buy because nobody's exactly. even nobody even wants them. So uh, we'll be back next week talking dynasty fantasy football. Adios.